Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Together and uh, it's amazing, right? I, it's true, if I ever want to be in any church this morning, I think this is the church I like to be. <laughs> you, know why? you know why? Because um, in Jesus' days, Jesus was a good pastor, you know that? <laughs> he was a good pastor. He was as years old, good pastor. <laughs> and it's true. And then his congregations are very young people. As a matter of fact, Apostle John was only 16 years old when Jesus started his ministry. And the only person that was married in Jesus' disciple was Peter. So every other person was single people. <laughs> so Jesus was passing with a bunch of people that look like you. Wow. Ah, I don't know everyone. He was a youth pastor, 30 years old. And a bunch of young people. Only one person married. I don't even know how they manage their bills. <laughs> that was how I asked for my money to go and get money to go and pay their bills and say, go to the river, catch a fish. Because that means they don't have enough money in their pocket. They are struggling. Uh, they are struggling a bunch of people who are going around just like you. So I want you to imagine that it took Jesus to do all those great miraculous stuff in the world as a youth pastor, pastoring a young of people who cannot even put their money together. So if you ain't doing that, I used to have a roof of money. That is great. It's great to have with me this morning also. A dear cousin of mine, she had come. She lives around here, so she came with her. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning. The Bible says, the entrance of your word, bring light and understanding to the city. Oftentimes we are oh, we want to we want to get information, but Lord, we are asking for revelation this morning. And that revelation that will bring a deep transformation that our life will never be the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So I like it when Pastor spoke that uh, you were dealing with the epistle of Paul to the Modern day context, that was so. So, there are so many epistles of Paul. I mean, if you want to look at all the epistles of Paul, you cannot, it's just too many. Uh, at, at every single uh, writings of Paul, you, you can get more than two, three, four, five, six epistles. I thought since I'm only here for today, and I don't know where I'm going to be here next, I better look at one of the epistles of Paul that covers only one book, one book in the Bible, one of his epistles in one book, and then we unpack it and we see the reality of that what it looks like. So if you mind, go to the book of uh, Philemon. Anybody like about Brother Philemon before? Yes. Anybody like about it? Yes. Philemon, right? Who's got the book of Philemon that would love to read Philemon for me? Right, that I'm reading it. Philemon? Anybody wants to read? You want to read Philemon? Yes, Come and read it. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, yeah. and Timothy, our brother, yeah. unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Achippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Okay, hold on. Let me just, I'll just get it. So, Paul was writing to a guy called Philemon. Apia was his wife. And what's the name of the other? Apicus was his son. And to the church, because in those days, they don't have like the big cathedral that we have. They have a home, like a home fellowship that they call church. So, Paul was writing to him 
by saying that. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, okay, continue. Verse 2. And to our beloved Alpha and our spiritual, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. You with me? Verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the agent, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me. Okay, yes, Thank you. Thank you. Be seated in God's presence. Right? Why are you reading King James Version? Is that what you're talking to me? King James Version. Be search, be talk about the language. I heard you read Passion Bible. That, that translation is very powerful. Now let me tell you what's going This is a story between three people. Philemon, a man called Onesimus, and Paul. Onesimus was about 18 years old, someone like you. He was a slave that was living with Philemon. Philemon was a very rich man. He has slaves, he has students, he has properties, he has everything. What about you? Yes, my brother, please give me this favor for the Lord's sake. That's not the voice of God. It's the voice of good man. So he had all these people living with him. All manner of slaves, all manner of uh, 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 servants who are living with him. But then what happened was, you know when people say they are believers, they are Christians, they are living with him, they have different intentions also. And so, brother Onesimus, must have been thinking in his head, this guy is rich, he's got properties, he's got everything. I want to make it. You know, what's going on? I don't get So he had a different idea. So what Onesimus did was he stole from his master, Philemon. He ran off. He was talking about Colossi. Colossi was in Turkey in those days. But he ran to Rome. And then he ran to Rome. He must have squandered the money. He must have enjoyed life. He must have done what he wanted to do. But by God's coincidence, he met Paul. By the time he met Paul, Paul would have witnessed to him. And then he began to serve Paul, just like you are serving him. So he was serving Paul. Paul was in prison, chained to the Roman soldiers. But people were allowed to see him. So Onesimus decided to be the one that would be with Paul. He was serving Paul. He was looking after him. He became his carer. He was doing all sorts of things. I guess in one of those days, Paul would have asked him, Holy boy, he said, Happy Paul, what's up? <laughs> he said, You've been serving me all these days. Holy, can you tell me a little bit about your background, your pedigree? Where did you come from? Who are you? Tell me a little bit about it. So, what he said, You don't want to know. Come on, tell your brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to know, sir. He said, I too had a bad past. 
But tell me how many they buy your past. Sir, I used to be in Turkey. Is I Turkey? Yeah! Ah, of course. Of course, I know. I know that course. And where do you want to course? A guy called Philemon. That's my guy! He had a charge in his house. That is my real guy, man. What's up? He said, but that's not the story. I actually stole from him. That was why I ran away from Colossae in Turkey. And that's why I found myself here. Oh, I said, Chai, 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 Chai. What am I going to do? What is it that I'm going to do? You know what? Only boy, I want to send you back so that he knows that you are with me. Onesimus said in his mind, he must be joking. <laughs> don't, go, don't know what it means. When you are a slave and you run away, when your owner catches you, he can kill you. If he doesn't kill you, if you want to be with you, he put an iron into the fire and put a mark on your forehead. So everywhere where you go, you will know that you are a runaway slave. But the whole Roman Greek uh, law allows Paul to be able to have Onesimus because if you run away slave, if you can stay within the inner room of the altar of the owner of a house, you cannot be taken. That's why oftentimes when criminal runs to churches in the old, in foreign countries, you cannot arrest them. Once they are inside the church. So once you are by the altar of the man in the house, you cannot. The only thing that man can do is that he can usher you and use the money that he used to usher you to give back the person that owns the slave. But Paul didn't want to do that. Paul wanted to return him back into his owner, into Philemon. Now, imagine what you are going through the end of this man. You will have been begging him, Papa Paul, don't send me back. I'm dead, I'm finished. I'm Shishiba. <laughs> Please don't do that. What was Shishiba mean? Those things, those things that they put on the fire that rose, when they caught you, when they caught chicken, and told you that it rose. So it was more, more arresting than that. Uh, I'm a roasted chicken. If you send me back. But you know, in the midst of all of that, he was thinking, he was determined, he was trying to figure out what this could be. He was poor. He told, I can't hold on to you. He was terrible. He didn't know what was going on. And he was Onesimus, who actually stole from him, who has now become a gentleman. If you look behind that purpose and issue, if you look at it, why are you looking into that? You are looking at the whole salvation story. Because each one of us, we are like Onesimus, we run from God. Philemon represents God that we run from. And as we run from God, we run into the hands of another person, which represents Paul. And Paul says, I cannot take you to myself. But I am going to send you back onto the Father. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So that's the whole story of the gospel that you found in this particular text. But as you look at this text, each of it, 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 you almost want to see a leadership narrative in the whole of this text. You almost want to see God working through the mind of Apostle Paul, Nestor, and Philemon, and telling us today in the 21st century, what did you learn from that, from that story that can make a difference in our life? But we don't know what we learn from Paul as he wrote to the church. 
What will you learn from him? And you begin to look at that text, you begin to see and look at five things that you learn from. Number one, you learn the power of emotional intelligence. Number two, you will learn what I call the social intelligence. Number three, you will understand there's a subtle spiritual intelligence. Then number four, you understand the power of leverage. And finally, the power of trust. So, what is emotional intelligence in this, te- in this text? If you let me put verses 8 to 11, you will see Paul playing through what I call the power of emotional intelligence in his letter. Because what Paul did was, he said we are going to go back. But to go back, what I'm going to do is, I am going to write a letter. That letter will represent me. So, when you get there to Philemon, give him the letter. The letter is your pass, is your passport into that new dimension of the world that you have done. So if you begin to look at that, can you just KJV, can you have another version for me? Old version? I'll deal with it. It's old version, right? Okay. So Apostle Paul was saying that there's a watch the world, watch the leadership constructs that Paul was using. So this is something for you to use if you are a leader, which all of you are. God has created all of us to be a leader. We use the word that Paul, Paul was saying, though, I might be more qualified to enjoy it that which is convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> so, what was this? The passion translation, God bless you. So, you will you know, Paul said, even though I have enough boldness in Christ that I could command you. I command you to do what is proper, but rather, Paul said, I will appeal to you. Now, watch the words that Paul was saying. Paul says, in my capacity as your father in the Lord, I can command you. That appears like a Nigerian father in the Lord. I command you. And you can also know because I'm the father in the Lord. This is not like that. If he is supporting to me. Because I can command you, but I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love. I can command you, Philemon, that forget it, just take this guy back. That is it, finish. You don't cross me. I'm the father. He said, but I would rather appeal to you. It shows a true leadership. What a true leadership must do is to produce a refinement on the language in which to use, in which we use the people that we need. It's stating a different narrative of understanding, a gentle yet persuasive context, an argument of righteousness. I could not command you, but I will do it. But I will persuade you. And Paul, Paul began the emotional narrative because sometimes the devil put his argument on behalf of the person. Paul says, I'm an old man. I'm chained in the prison. And uh, I am now, I, 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 am, I am aged. I'm a prisoner. I'm in chains. You know, when you find the Lord said to you, I'm in prison. <laughs> I'm old. And I'm chained. <laughs> He was using the power of emotional intelligence to persuade because it was a persuasive conversation. And then he went on to say, even if you don't consider all of this thing, this is it. He used to be a useless man when he was with you. But now that he has come back to me, he's useful to me, and he's also going to be useful to you and useful to God. So what is this text telling us in today's context? As a leader, what he's telling you is, your ability to mind your language when you are communicating with people you are leading is important. 
Are you with me? Then you are going to understand your own circumstance and your own position to use it to negotiate what you want to influence is important. Because when Papa, when, when your parents are right now saying, I'm aged, I'm in jail, I'm in prison, you are thinking, I'll be a wicked man. But don't listen to the man. But Paul knew what he was doing. And so he said, I'm not commanding you. I'm persuading you. He's already persuading you. Then he went further. The guy was useless when he was with you. But now with me, he's useful and he's going to be useful to you. Can you see that understanding of how to lead? Because what is this text saying to us is that they learn how to lead in the 21st century context from Apostle Paul in the way he wrote the epistles, even engaging with a very difficult situation. And you see the social intelligence, but chapter 12 to 14. Apostle Paul was saying in verses 12 to 14 in there, where he said, It's my very heart, and I'm sending back to you with this letter. I would have preferred to keep him at my side so that. He could take your place as my elder during my imprisonment for the sake of the gospel. However, I do not want to make this decision without your consent or that your act of kindness will not be a matter of obligation, but a willingness. So, Apostle Paul was saying, what I'm trying to say to you in here is that uh, I do not want to do anything without your consent. What course you do? He was trying to say, but we're not in relationship. Let me use my social intelligence, the relationship that we have, not a relationship between three people. You see, I, I don't want to act in the sense that uh, I'm asking for a first favor. So I'm asking that you think about it through to yourself. In respected relationship, that let it come from something from the heart because of the way in which we relate together. So what is that teaching you and I in how we engage from this text? He's saying that the relationship you have with the people will determine the outcome when you are in trouble. Are you hearing me? Because what Apostle Paul was saying that uh, we have a relationship. And the relationship we have is what I'm using to negotiate this particular content, this particular person that I'm sending to you. So I'm asking for favors. I'm not commanding you. I'm not forcing you to do it. Let it be a relationship that comes from the heart of the of because of who we have. So there's a heart, he was connecting the heart of Tremor to say that on behalf of that, they are not asking you to have favor on this particular guy. And then number three, you see the spiritual intelligence, verses 15 to 16. He said, perhaps you could think this way, you were separated from me for a short time, that you could have had him back. When Bachelor says, perhaps. He departed from you for a purpose. Man, when I read that, I read behind it. There's a deeper stuff. Because we're serving a sovereign God that we don't know the end. We only see the beginning. Because we know the end from the beginning. Then you always want to ask yourself, is, is it part of God's purpose that he stole? I'm just asking. Don't go asking anybody. I'm just saying. Is it part of God's purpose that he ran off? But here I see that God's purpose is God has already positioned Paul in Rome. God knew what will happen, but God knew that whichever way I win. So if God then allowed his mess, what he did, to tell him to find himself in Rome, why Rome of all places? Why Paul of all people? 
Why that connection? So that connection, why the transformation? Why the change? Why did he begin to suffer? Why did he change? Why did he become transformed? For Paul. Because what that text is saying to us is that uh, perhaps, what's it, perhaps, perhaps, maybe, maybe in God's kindness moment, God determined, God designed this to be. Which means, if you look at your life, maybe, maybe the journey you are going through, maybe where you find yourself, maybe what's going on, God already determined it because it's for us for a he said, perhaps he departed for a purpose to be no longer a slave but then to become a brother. We don't know that would be the reason. If Onesimus had remained with Philemon, he would have still continued to be a slave. Ah, Mary. Right? But for God's purpose, his depart, Albert, he departed for being judged. Of finding himself with Paul, and Paul is now giving me credibility that he don't go back anywhere as a slave, go back as a what? brother. That means every death you hold that makes you a slave has been cancelled. Because sometimes when God is moving you, it's like a chess board. He's moving the pawn, he's moving the rope, he's moving the bishop. They're saying, ah, it looks like I'm losing this game. No, wait, you don't understand. That's what really looks like if you lose the game. The master player, the master chess player, when it looks like the queen, your queen is checkmate, and your queen, your king has no more way to move. And everything looks like it's all over. Only that when you step back, by the time you leave back forward, you realize that your king still has one more move. Because God is always in the business of doing that. Even I say, a man now is not in flesh anymore, but in the world. Then number four, you look at the leverage, verse 17 to 19. The Bible begins to talk. So look at the power of leveraging, power of leadership. He says, if you consider me your friend and partner, what do you mean consider me? I'm your son in the world. You say, you consider me friend. See, Paul, see, Paul. That good man is crafty in his head. In his, his intelligence, he's going to something else. He said, it's, it's, it's like it's like really saying if you consider me your friend and partner. Which friend? I forgot to what you want to say. Oh, I beg. So he said, if you consider me your friend and partner, accept him the same way you will accept me. And if he has stolen anything from you or wants you anything, just place it in my account. I pour this in my own handwriting. I promise to pay back. It's called the power of leverage. Oh. Is to use what you have to get what you want. That's part of the skill of leadership. Paul was leveraging powerfully. He supposed to started by, by basing and saying, you consider we're a partner, yeah? We're a partner. And my friends, we need no partner, we need no partner. No, Paul knew what he was saying because the, the brother was going somewhere. He said, now, what I, if you consider me as a partner, there are two accounts I want you to debit. Debit my financial account and debit my physical account, relational account. That's why, friends, guys, 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 what is the most important thing for any one of you is that uh, when you have friends, when you have a relationship, never be in debt to the person you have a relationship with. And you don't get that. You see, if you have a relationship, and in that relationship, it's always a relationship of what you want to get from them, what they are giving you, like debt. Because when the time comes to collect credit, you have nothing in your bank account. So you always operate from the moment of, if you do for me, I want to do for you. In fact, I want to do for you more. Because the day when I want to collect credit, 
So it's a balance. But if you have collected all the credits, today the boy is talking to me, tomorrow the boy is there, then you may be out of the child class, you may be out of the restaurant or chicken bread. No, 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 before you even have to say, as you are writing, before you even come, the guy is telling you, it's a tight deal. Don't decide, because they're always telling you, decide, decide, don't ask anything. Things are tight. So, because I know what you're going to ask next. But look at Apostle Paul, he deposited so much. Relationship wise. So, he said, for everything, debit my relationship account, for my loss, ahead of time. And for everything, even half. A physical account, and I like the way Paul people said it. He said, This Paul is a very smart guy. <laughs> he said, If I stole anything from you or lost you anything, just place it in my account. He then verse 19, I put oh, this was in my own hand, and I promise to pay you back everything to the same notion of the fact that you owe me your very step. Did you see this? <laughs> 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 Did you see this? Yes, Look at the look, look at the smartness of Apostle Paul that uh, if you owe me anything, you pay me back. As a matter of fact, I hope I hope you totally. So you can see the way, you can see the pattern, you can see the how step by step, how he was able to close it up to the point where he says, "Actually, you owe me your whole life." Yeah. Yeah. And understand the power of investing in, in relational credit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Look at the 15th look at integrity and trust, verse 20 to 23. He said, Yes, my brother. And which I saw in the law and refreshed my heart in Christ. And why did you recommend that you will comply with my request? See Apostle Paul. And you and do even more than what I'm asking. Paul, Paul! You do not so close. Look at him. I have confidence in you. You can do a confidence in what I'm asking you. You need to do more. And then went to close. He said, Go ahead and make a room for me when I'm coming. Ah, Paul. Smart guy. What are you learning from this 21st century context as a leader? You are learning this trick. Not the trick, but the principle, the guideline on how to influence, on how to lead people, on how to make a difference, on how to make a very strong, challenging decision that makes the other person, no matter how difficult the situation is, it looks easy for them to accept it. It doesn't have any right to accept what Paul was saying, but it's a function of what he has said. And if you can look at the integrity, the confidence that Paul believes, Paul says you will do. Accordingly, most of what I'm asking you to do because I have the confidence, I have the trust in you. And then he said, Make a room for me as I'm coming. Paul never went back. But he said that. Why did he say that? It's part of the emotional intelligence of the leader. So I'm saying to you that soon I'm going to come and be with you because it's going to make a difference. But what, what, what are those things? What, what, have you ever talked about what will this mean to all these three people? The risk, the challenge, because everything we say is a function of faith. What a risk for all these three people. There's a major risk for all three of them. Because sometimes what you hold on to until you begin to let it go, you will never be able to get what God wants for you. What was the risk for Paul in this particular thing? To me, it would have been easy for Paul to bless Onesimus goes. 
Somebody that has stopped you. You are in jail. It's the one that will wash your hands. It's the one that will clean your legs. It's the one that brings the food for you. It's the one that talks to the jailer. It's the one that reads the letters. It's the one that writes the letters. It's the one that does all that. It's the rich soul in the Lord. It's everything and everything to you. Do you think Paul never thought that it? Let you go. If I let you go. I'm, 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 if I let you go, still what of the risk. Who is going to help me? Who else is going to be here to help me? That means for every single moment in our life, you have to make a decision. It's a decision of you hold on or you let go. For perhaps what's most important to you in your hand right now, God is saying of you, let go. You cannot open your hand for the new thing which I want to do. It was a risk for Paul to let go. Let go of somebody who has been, who has been a custodian of, who has been everything unto you. And you know what God is saying to each one of us as well? There are things, there are people, there are relationships that you have hold on onto that you don't need to hold on to anymore. They serve you, but they are serving for a moment and it's for a season. When the season passed, I'm still holding on to them. The door closed off for you. So God is saying, let go. They are close to you. They've done everything for you. They provided for you. They support you. They are there for you. But God says, take the risk. Because that's why we are in this thing. You can't hold anything forever. When the season and the time comes, let go. It's risky. Because the other word for faith is risk. I wish I could change this Bible to this word for faith. Because faith sounds very Christian. Faith, faith. Because faith is believing in what you don't see. Taking a step of an action that you don't know whether it's going to come first. Is that also? So, really, what is risk? You are taking a risk. But risk here is faith. It's faith to let go because you don't know what else is coming there to come and help you. Because faith taking these steps that we are risk for Decimus, it must have been difficult to go back. Very unsure of how it will be received. Every single step when this book will have been taken from talking to Rome, it was written in his head. It's just a letter. Do you know how I've gathered this letter by his life? Because when he got to the letter, he's finished. That's why I dropped the devotion. It was a risk for him to go back. What about the other guys? How would they look at him? Wait, 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 what if you, they, they don't, they don't, they don't, it's a, it's a sign of, it's a sign of a prodigal son coming back home. What about the brilliance of returning back? What about all those things you will be going through his mind? I know I did wrong, but I need to go back to say sorry. But why do I go back to say sorry? It's been too long. I was a teenager when this thing happened. Now I'm an old man going back. How do I do that? What about if three of the law agree? What about as an old man that put a hand on my head and they kill me? He will be going through his mind. But yet I'm going to obey God to go back to somebody that I'm offended and go and say sorry to them. Who are you offended and don't say sorry to them? Who do you need to call? Who do you need to get in touch with? Who do you need to tell her that I'm sorry? You said two years ago, they shouldn't this is the whole thing. Why don't you buy one? You're thing I want, and now you do my own one, you know? What does it say? Nobody doesn't start until you, first of all, correct the old man with you. All of us have to take that risk. To say sorry to the person that we've offended or done something wrong, or whatever, fulfilling them. It must have been very hard to receive. 
and forgive the all cause. The betrayal of your slave that took something away from you. The broken trust in that relationship. The fact that you have to receive back when everything looks like what are the other people going to think? And the rebel, it was a slave like us when he went. He stole from you. He was a slave. Now he's coming back. You forgive me. He's no longer a slave. He's now a commander. Ah, oh, come on now. And I said, I see myself. I want to When I come back, I'll be Are you hearing me? You can imagine what we've been going through the mind of the people who are in here. So he, as Philemon, as the owner, he will be thinking through all these things as the leader of a big empire. He will be thinking about it. What is the risk factor in having this guy back? Because the act of the matter is the ability to forgive those who hurt you, irrespective of what. The Manana day is very many years ago, maybe I don't know, 25 years ago. My first job I did when I was in, in England. In those days, people don't have very cushy jobs when you are in the UK. No, no, everybody has a good job. My first job was working in a warehouse. I couldn't to do the back of uh, the back of a van. I like it. Testify because you don't remember where you're coming from. Nobody will understand why after you have come. Are you with me? Because we go through all those things for testimonial evidence of the goodness of God that wherever you find yourself is not the end. It's the stepping stone to where God wants to take you. So in those days, when I'm going to walk in the morning, I wear suit. It's a difference. You say it. So when I leave home, the people in my estate don't think I walk in the van. I'm going to back up the van. So my wife told me, Do you know you are going to load a van? I said, Yes. But I'm just not for what I'm going to be. <laughs> so this is the time that the Nigerian have not get out of there. That's why they're going to go to the van. So when I get to the place, when I get to the place, I put out a house. And then he was closing down the business. But the only thing he tells the people when he was to close down the business, because there was no really law in those days that supports you as an ethnic minority. He tell them what we tell the people one fast story. So, so that he doesn't pay them any compensation. So he's closed down a couple of shops. So I need one baby to come back to my shop. So he came to the shop one day and he said, Yeah, I have to let you go. I said I've been expecting it. That's not the problem. All I need to go and grab my bag and go. Because we shut down about eight shops, so one is going to get here. He said, but I need to let you know why I'm letting you go. I said, what's the problem? He said, I sent an investigator here, the record that you are taking money from the team. I said, job, 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 job. Ah, 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 ah. You crossed the line. You crossed the line. Me, still money. Ah, it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea. <laughs> Because my mind was lost. 
until one day that I stopped thinking about it. God actually had time to speak to me. And guess what God said to me? Call me and thank you. I said that must be from the feet of hell. Call me and thank you. It's impossible. I refuse it. So, what have I spoken? What have I had of No, no. God speaks words. Where's his echo? Where's his echo in my mind? So, God said, call him. So, after about two or three days of struggling, I eventually picked the phone. I called him. I heard his voice. It was like I had something else. I dropped the phone. I couldn't afford to speak to the guy. No one has been bitter. No one has been angered. So I understand what Philemon will have been feeling. So I called him the second time. Because God said everything to me. Call him, thank him, and pray for him. How do you thank somebody that's caught you? God said thank him because the very first job you had in this country gave it to you. It doesn't matter. He said that. Are you hearing me? He said, You are going to have this experience. No matter how he said you should go, it doesn't matter. And I called him that time. I said, John? He said, Yes. I said, This is him. He was like, What about this guy calling me for? I said, Number one, I want to thank you. He said, Thank me for what? I said, Thank you because you offered me the job, the very first experience of the job that I had in this country. I said, I want to say thank you for you to you for that. Thank you for your show for doing that for me. And I said, you know the second thing I want to do? He said, what? I said, I'd like to pray for you. He says, you know, I'm a Christian. He said, are you sure about that? I said, yes, I'd like to pray for you. Because the moment you obey God, your mind starts to relax. Yeah. And then I pick up the phone. Because you enter the spiritual dimension. So I began to pray for you. I noticed as I was praying that the guy was, you know where somebody was moving? So as I finished praying, and I said, John, are you okay? He said, no, I'm not okay. I said, why? He said, throughout the time you were praying, he said, I was crying. I said, why are you crying? He said, I suddenly I realized that uh, I didn't, we didn't really steal from you. But I just need to give an excuse. And I'm really sorry. So I want to say I'm sorry for what I did. He said, I'm really, really sorry. On behalf of my wife and I. I said, well, I'm sorry too because I wanted to bring you back. <laughs> I don't know. But that is not the story. Because you don't understand where God is taking you to. If you know many years later, in a place called East Linton, then I was working for a store that which I told us don't move. They made me the store manager, their second largest store. We have a massive building. So on the first day I got to the place, they gave me the document and said to me that yes, document be the store manager. They said there is a shop, one shop, downstairs, that their contract is coming to an end. He said, it's up to you whether you renew their contract. Because they sell something similar to us, but they're small. When their contract is coming to an end, it's up to you whether you renew their contract or not. I said, okay, so I went back with my business every day. My first day at work. So as I finished work, I said, let me walk into this store and see what they are, who they are, what are they doing. As I enter, I saw this guy, this John that sat many years ago. I saw his wife by the tail. Now they have a very small shop by the tail. So I greeted her. Shona, how are you? Good to see you. So he thought I was just walking past. So I said, so this is here, yeah, this is a shop. I said, I came to see you or John. He said, hey, John is upstairs. I said, actually, it's my first day in this job. My job is to determine. <laughs> <laughs> When you close the shop, she shouted, 
John, John. I said, I wish I had said, we just want to say that if you are not forgiving us, <laughs> can you forgive us again? So, we are divorced. Then we realize that. So, I said to them, I said, even if it's within my power to get rid of you, because of what God has done for me, I will not. You want that with me. And come and see both of them. Now on their knees, thanking and begging me and stuff like that. What am I bringing out of this thing? You never know where God is taking you to. That is why you cannot afford to hold bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. What Apostle Paul was teaching us in this text is very simple. To Onesimus was saying to him, No matter how long you defended from me, God go back and say, I'm sorry. What's God telling you? Tell this in this case. No matter what anybody done for you, be in a place to forgive them. Paul wanted to pray in the role of a mentor. A mentor of Nesimus, a mentor of freedom. But mentor them so that they do not lose their salvation, they come to the understanding that in the midst of all this, God is at work. For the one that saw that ran away, for the one that came back, God is at work. In what areas God is at work in your life that you don't even know? God is setting you up, you just don't know. Only if you look deeper, if you look carefully, you will see that God is at work in your life. So you must understand this. You are never, you are never, you have to take responsibility and repent of any wrongdoing, no matter how long. Take position on that. And you have to look forward, not backward. This person did that for me, that person did that for me, that one messed up, that one did what Look forward. God has a plan for you as you advance to the future. Don't look too much about what can be, cannot be done or what's been done. Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3 13, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I press ahead. You must forget what is behind and press ahead. And no matter how much someone wrong you, it cannot be compared to how you want God and how God forgave you. So the Bible begins to talk about it. And whenever you start praying, forgive you if you have anything against them. So that your father also never will forgive you. Matthew wrote, for if you forgive others, their trespasses. Your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses. Then I will father forgive your trespasses. Understand that this is all about the forgiving grace that we have in God. This is a priest who speaks to us today, not to hold anybody at heart. Let them go and let God be. I know what happened to Onesimus as I close. The Bible says in AD 110. Onesimus now at the age of 70. This man that stole that went to Paul and came back to Philemon. He became the very first bishop of Ephesus. From a man at 17 years old that stole that ran away. Met Paul. God converted. He turned back to Philemon. But in the end, God set the whole of talking. For a man that is beginning, looks like he was judging, but his end, God will make a difference and became the first bishop of Colossus. That will help you. Why don't you talk to God this morning? I don't know of anybody that uh, has offended you. It might be your friends, it might be people at work, it might be a relationship, it might be loved ones. It might even be your church, it might be your brother, it might be your sister. What is God saying to us today? God saying, if you can, by the epistle that we have about Apostle Paul, 
Begin to think in your mind. It's not for you to take hold of what is not for you. If you understand that when you did what Christ did, you might need to just let them go. But it's not because God is speaking to us right now that you've done something that is not right to us. And you thought, well, that was in the past, it doesn't matter anymore. And the reason was God is saying, why to go on? If not, God is okay. The letter is okay. Not the knowledge that, not the knowledge that which you have done that is not right. But the progress is in the past. But something new has happened. For so you not just be forgiven, so you must extend forgiveness to Christ. But you must be able to say, that's what the Bible says. He said, We are not a sinner, we're making a lie of all our sin and furnish up the glory of God. When we confess our sin is right, it's just to forgive us of all our righteousness and promise. God is saying, I'm glad you need to go and meet. Well, I say, I'm sorry, I have black people, but as a friend, you need to say, I will miss you, I let you go. But there are people also like Paul, God is saying, please intermediate. You know this man, you will say, hey, stop and go, Mr. B. This is a good stop and go, brother, hey, you know about it. But God is calling some of you today. I say, why don't you fall off today? Be the intermediary. Make the call. Make the connection. Put your body to mind. And for God's sake, for the relationship, I want this to be my son. Use the power of reconciliation. Because once your heart is pure, God wants to work with you. Because that makes a lot of difference. What do you want to do? Because I'm not forgiveness in my heart. No, 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 you guys are going to run into your life. The rest of us will be in your life. But if you can absorb this principle as part and parcel of your life, you realize I'm not a shooting. And people say, Sir, I'm going to run. I'm going to forgive everyone who has forgiven me. Father, I pray this morning for my brothers and sisters. For anyone that owes all forgiveness in their heart this morning. There are so many ways that people have wronged us, family wronged us, friends wronged us, loved ones wronged us. But I'm praying for grace. There's a grace to forgive. Father, please, I'm asking you, give them the grace to forgive. Give them the grace to live for you and live for God. No matter who. Give them the books. And I'm praying for people here. Not only are they in that situation, but they know about themselves that people are wrong. And they are saying that you know, you might have forgiven me, but I want to come back to the grace of reconciliation with you. Let me give us the grace today. Give us grace. To be the one that forgives and to be the one that receives forgiveness. And give us the grace of forgiveness.
is to give us the solution. I'm not talking about coming to church or being invited here or it's a great place to be. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you connecting back with your Savior. You want that you want that grace, you want that grace to hold you by His hands. You want that fear what He's saying? No, you want to be all from the beginning. Only that God brings you here today so that you can have a fellowship and communion and have a continuous journey.